walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you're listening to you okay hon a weekly advice podcast i'm your host rejected care bear prototype sweaty old dumb bear dave <laughs> um i'm Mona Lisa, poltergeist black widow mm-hmm. oh. mystical is it mystical i don't know not at all and we're going to combine our years of experience, listening to people complain, and a complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems, and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness, and guide us to a workable solution. Or at least, that's how it's supposed to work. Now, I'm not going to do my little spiel about getting reviews, because it's got loads of reviews. We need oh, more problems. <laughs> Couch arm makes it sound like a farty sound. Okay, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> but now it just seems like you did a fart and you're trying to cover it up. I mean, honestly, do you think now, after all these years, I'm just going to start farting? Maybe. You could just let one out accidentally. It all happens to the best of us. See, anyway, you do look like a Care Bear, though. Oh, thank you. A rejected Care Bear. Yeah, like an awful one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like someone like was like, ooh, the new Black Mirror episode. What if Care Bears were evil and gross? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Like that bear in Supernatural that like, wanted to kill itself. Yeah, that, the sad, the sad uh, depressed bear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Christy was telling me that a girl in her work is a big fan of the podcast, so uh-huh. I thought we should do a shout out. Shout out. So Hola. her name's Tara. Hi, Tara. Hey, Tara. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Top of the morning to you. If anyone else wants a shout out, get in touch. Yeah, we can do shout outs. Yeah. Just PayPal us £20 <laughs> and we'll do a shout out for I love when people do that on their Instagram. You want to shout out, give me money. Yeah, totally. Yes, bitch. Oh, I have clout. I'm a, I'm an influencer. Um, yeah, oh, I was trying to say about problems before. Give us problems, please. Yeah. We only have one more listener problem, and then we are completely out, and I'll have to go back to Reddit. And that is... I know, and everyone's always saying they're going to give problems, and they don't give problems. And I get it's a lot of work, but like you don't need to spell check that bitch. Just like send it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Just send us problems. And everyone has a problem. That's true. Many Everyone's life is terrible. I know you've got problems. Everyone has a problem, big or small. Yeah. Don't worry about the problems that have already been on and feel like it has to be similar or anything. Mm-hmm. Just any problem in your life. Yeah, literally if it's the same problem, send us a letter anyway and we will do it. You can do that. Wait, I forgot. I should probably read out where you can do it, right? Uh. You can tweet us at Podcast. You can email us, youokhunpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to stay 100% anonymous, curiouscat.me slash youokhun. Sorry we were away. Yes, so I got in trouble because I said that we were sick. I was sick and Dave made it weird by saying we. I thought it would be cute to say we're sick and we're doing (laughs) self-care. Lisa did not see the joke in that. She was like, that's factually inaccurate. And then she pulled my hair. Which is mean. Yeah. So I was sick. I'm sorry. I've been a little burnt out. I've been working very hard recently. You have. Um, and you know what? It's okay. It's okay for us to have self-care time. We don't have to do the podcast every week. That's okay. Self-care is good. It's not doing a podcast is self-care. <laughs> not replying to a text message, self-care. Not leaving the house for a month, self-care. <laughs> Staying in bed eating ice cream, self-care. 
All these things are self-care and it's completely okay for you to do because the world is horrible and sometimes you just need to do some self-care. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Self-care. Yeah, self-care. So, Lisa was sick so we decided to have a little week off and yeah. I feel so refreshed from it. Yeah, although I've left myself quite a lot. I've got a lot of work just on at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's oh, difficult. Do you want to talk about your work now, or do you, um, you realise you want to bring that up later on? No, I mean, I would guess I would like, I think people, the readers might be interested to read one of the things I've been working on recently. It's my new column in Polyesterzine. It's called Femmes Amid, and it's basically about women, the historical women left out of history, yes. or fucked over by history, or misrepresented by history. Yes. Um, the first one's already been up for a while, and I actually did it on Hatshepsut, which we actually did in one of the episodes. And I mean, this is kind of a passion project I've been working on for a really long time. So it's nice to have it finally coming out. The second one should come out any day now. And that's a lot about Nellie Bly. A little a little old lady named Nellie Bly. What was oh. she famous for? She's not an old lady. Well, I mean, she was famous more from she was I mean, young. I'm saying little old lady like the kind of like, you know. Right. So she basically like invented investigative journalism by getting herself put in a mental institution to like expose the conditions. She also travelled around the world in 72 days to prove it was possible as per the book Around the World in 80 Days. Shat on it, eight whole Shat days. Shat on it. Shat on it. Take me get her feet um, up and relax after yeah, that. Yeah, she was a baller. She was a baller. She was. Um. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that. I'll be on my social media or you can you can read the first one as in well, just some polyester scenes. Watch your social like, media lady. Is it at Mona Lisa? No, it's at Mona Lisa underscore Smize. Yes, and how do you spell Smize for those of us who are not tired of Banks fanatics like myself? Just S-M-I-Z-E. Smize. And what's is that, that right? Is that smiling with your eyes? Smiling I with your eyes, yeah. I already answered that question. Smiling so with your eyes. Is that, not a, is that not common knowledge? I, I feel know. like my joke's not landing there. I don't have any common... friends who leave the house. I don't know what's common knowledge. I have is no idea whether common like... common knowledge, people, that smizing is smiling with your eyes? Yeah. But it's a Tyra Banks like, reference from America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like a lot of drag... A lot of drag queens say it too. Do they? Well, I don't know. I feel like it's. I don't. I don't know. I'm just thinking of Raja doing Snatch Game when she kept talking about Smizing because she did Tyra Banks. Okay. Because Raja used to be the makeup artist on America's Next Top Model. Good to know. Full circle story. Back to where we were. <coughs> so uh, let me think. So you're at Mona Lisa underscore Smize on Instagram. On Instagram. Or you could just look at Polyesterzine's website yeah. and read Lisa's article there. They're very good. I am very proud of her. She is a special angel. And I, mean, I don't even know what my Twitter is. Is it just Mona Lisa McLean? Do you want me to check? I've got a four in my hand. I'm bad at this. I'm really bad at this. People you, would you think... Have, you have not prepared for this. I all. am bad at this. I'm bad at promoting myself and I'm also bad at remembering stuff like this. To be honest, I'm proud of you for even bringing it up on the podcast. Well done. I'm kind of like a a goldfish in that sense. Oh, I see I'm saying this and even though I know that goldfish's memories are longer than a few seconds. Ah, actually, goldfish yeah. have quite long memories compared <laughs> yeah. to the stereotype okay. of goldfish. <laughs> yeah, right? no, it's and exactly Lisa, what I Don't have jokes because only facts exist. <laughs> Honestly. But like? anyway, what I mean is, once I've finished something, I've got, I kind of push it out of my head. So, like, you know, once I've posted on Instagram, I don't even remember what my Instagram exists. You are at Mona Lisa McLean on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yes. Oh, Berbatov's here. Oh, for fuck's sake. Those are really the only social medias I use. Yes. Really, Instagram. I yeah. tweet, like, once you, a week. You tweet a week? That's been generous. You tweet, like, once a month. Sometimes I tweet more and other times I forget Twitter yeah. exists. So give us problems. I feel dumb ones. Give us problems. Read Lisa's article. 
possibly give us a review. Thank you very much to everyone who did give us a review. Those reviews are very nice. We currently have a full five-star rating because we are perfect and nothing about us ever needs to be changed. Berbatov even got a shout-out. Yeah, Berbatov got a shout-out in the views. Fuck you, Berbals. Everyone hates you. It was just his birthday. It was his birthday the other day. He is old and he smells and I hate him. (laughs) Don't you come over here and speak. Don't you do it. He's going to do it. I can tell. He's got that way about him. Um, before we get on to the problems, I have a point of... Uh, what's the word here I want to say? I have something to bring to the table. Uh, yeah, sure. Point of interest. Point of interest. That's what I was looking okay. for. I have two bits of feedback from previous write-ins. Oh, right, right, right. So I think it'd be nice for us to follow up because, you know, for all we know, people might be just listening to this when they've done a letter and gone, well, that's terrible advice. Fuck those two idiots. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking submitting that. I'm really angry and I'm going to hunt them down and hurt them. Mm, that's true. If you do that, start with Berbatov. He's the real mastermind. Um, so the first one was from the person, the anonymous person on Curious Cat, um, who was having problems with their flatmates. He or she says, genuinely can't thank you enough. Your advice was actually really good. Even gave me a good giggle when you guys suggested using their toothbrushes to clean the toilet. Good, solid not, advice there. Not done that, dot, 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 yet. Ooh, sassy. Yeah. Just writing to say thanks for the advice, to be honest. So that was really nice. Um, and another writing from um, someone... Okay, I don't... So, the PS in this, you're welcome to use this for the podcast if you want. Doesn't need to be secret, just if you maybe thought that. This is from the girl, I'm not going to name her, but this is the girl that had the um, has Tourette's. Remember? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So she said, Hello again, I just want to thank you for your answer. I've thought a lot about what you said. I hadn't considered the tough conversations I wouldn't have in the future. I guess I need to prepare myself for that. I talked to my dad about it again, and he did acknowledge that he had no idea how I felt about it, and that he hasn't seen Tourette's with his own eyes like mine before. So did understand my dilemma. She said she has given up on talking to her mum, because she gives her the same answer every time and goes into a pregnancy bubble and disappears, and how amazing she apparently felt during her pregnancy. She talked a little bit about the remedies that we discussed afterwards and concludes to say, anyway, thank you for your advice. It was nice to hear a solution for people looking at it objectively. So, ah, we, awesome. That's really nice and we're helping. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. And again, yeah, feel free to anyone that's reached out to us to get back in touch with us. Yeah, if please, they, please, yeah. You know, if you're having a little, a little, you have a little struggle in time, yeah. just get back in touch. So, we're always here. I love hearing from people. Write us letters. Get back in touch once we've read your letter. Leave us reviews. Kill Berbatov. Anything else people need to do? <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. And like all our tweets and make us think we're clever and funny. That's true. Because we don't tweet enough. Because we don't have the encouragement. That's if we true. had the encouragement, we would be <laughs> unstoppable, let me tell you. <laughs> Anything we, else? We... Any other points of business you want to bring up? This is episode 20, I think. Is that? Yes, yeah, our 20th episode. <gasps> also, we're now over 5,000 listens. I know. Halfway to our goal for the year. I set a goal of 10,000 listens. I made this 2018's goal list, which is so unlike me because I'm such a negative person and I don't do stuff like that. But not this year. This is the year that we look after ourselves, we practice self-care, we learn to love ourselves, we let go of toxic friends. Well, and this is going to be your year. Because this tell. is the thing, though. Like We're given advice, but please, I hope people understand that we are garbage people and we need all the advice I mean, I'm trash. that we are given out. I am. I'm absolutely I'm a gutter person. And like... Yeah, so like 2018, I was like, I'm going to like a goal list. I don't even really remember all the things on the goal list. Mm. But focusing on meditating was one of them. Uh, and yeah, one of them was get 10,000 listens on the podcast. Totally. Which at the time seemed slightly ridiculous and mm. kind of was a joke. But hey. 
I think mm. I think we can reach for the goals. Goals. Reach, reach for the goals. Reach for the goals. You got to reach and grab those goals. <laughs> that's a really popular phrase. I don't know why you're laughing at me. Um, so yeah, that's. Oh, hang on. Just as I'm saying that, another email has come in. Another, oh, really? fo- another follow up. Yeah. Um, so this is from Kanye. Oh. He says, "Thank you. I agree. Slavery was a choice. Yours, Kanye. That's not what we said, Kanye. It's not what we said." That's n- so can no I just actually in- talk about the Kanye thing really quickly? Yes. That I am slightly convinced that this is performance art. That he is doing performance art. Uh-huh. I am. I do think that'll come out that 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 Kanye is doing performance art. Mm-hmm. Now you may think that I'm going to say that what he's doing is not problematic because it is performance art and he doesn't mean it or whatever. Oh, it's deeply problematic. Uh, well, this is the thing. I'm like, see. He is so, so, again, like, he's such a fucking dumb-dumb. And if you are there messing with that shit, given the current climate in America, you are even dumber than I fucking yeah, thought you were. playing with people's lives for... You legitimately for something are. that, to me, has, if it is a performance art, has zero artistic merit. What's really stupid about it, and now you've got my fucking blood boiled, oh. is that the modern fucking stupid... Um, chud conservatives in America. The people that, you know, the fucking MAGA boys. Chud conservatives? Yeah. The Ma- Is that the, a term? The, you just the, made that up? The MAGA boys. I, I've heard it used before. The, the fucking Make America Great Again fucking cuck. I listen to Ben Shapiro, so I'm educated. That whole fucking wing of people. Doesn't matter if it's performance art. All you've done is just continue to... They've been so validated. They've been so validated by Daddy Trump already. And all you've done is validate them even more. And... Do you know what? See when you come out and say, ha, it was all a joke. I think you're all stupid. I actually didn't like slavery. Then you know all put- you, they're just going to be like, well, cool, we're, st- we're still emboldened by that. Yeah. Thanks, Kanye. Do you know what I'm putting out there? See these recent things about white people phoning the police on black people? Yes. That's Kanye's fault. It is Kanye's fault. That poor girl. It like, is. Sleeping in the dorm room at Yale or what? Not in the dorm room. In the Kanye room did unit, that. And that lady's yep. like phoning the police on her. Kanye did that. Thingy's granddaughter. Was it Bob Marley's granddaughter? Yes. She's going in her fucking Airbnb and some lady's phoning the police because, because she, she didn't, didn't wave, wave and have to wave. Oh, Who waves wave. to some random fucking bitch? I mean, honestly, people that do shit like that, they like wave to... No. no. I don't know you, bitch. Why am I waving at you? Yeah, well, I just think I, I just, you'd see it and you would assume they're waving at someone behind me. I'm not going to fall for this again. Because <laughs> yeah, the totally. amount of times I've waved at a stranger or said hi and then just like walk past me like, what are you doing, you creep? I was talking to this person behind you. Will not fall for that again. Fool me once. <laughs> Shame on me. Fool me twice. No. Fool me once. Shame on you. You'll never be fooled again. Shut George up. Bush. George Bush. Just, right. Good George call. Bush. George Bush. Oh. George we, Bush and his we, paintings. Uh, should we move on to our problem? George Bush and his paintings. Um, do you know, weirdly enough, there's a mention of George Bush about to appear. Oh, really? No. You're surprised Is there a mention of his paintings? Because his paintings... There's not. He paints... Do- everyone, if you just have a second to just Google George Bush paintings, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I know he's like a horrible warmonger or whatever, but like, see, to be honest, now he's just like a, a dotled old man that does... Like, paints dogs. His daughter, like little dogs and stuff. He's still a fascist. Are you ready for the problem? Remember, he couldn't figure out the rain poncho. <laughs> Lisa, get off George Bush for a second. <laughs> It's time. It's time right, for Right, go. Let's go. Okay, so <clears throat> this is from the archive, everyone. Okay, good. So here we go. Hello, Mona Lisa and Dave. How many problems do I have? Let me count them. One, ha, ha, ha. Two, good ha, God. ha, ha. Three, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> the list goes on. 
<laughs> Few will ever understand how difficult it is to be in charge of a whole nation, but they'll happily judge me for how I do it. Everyone remembers George W. Bush for lying in order to invade Iraq and destabilising the Middle East for decades to come, but how many of them remember him for pulling America out of the Kyoto Global Warming Treaty, arguing that the Earth is actually getting cooler? Okay, maybe that's not a good example, but you get my point. All it takes is one career-defining fuck-up for everyone to forget all the good that a leader does. All his achievements. Take me for example. I kept the Ottoman marauders from our door. I kept my people safe, well, some of them. I defeated those bloody Transylvanian Saxons. I even brought the jaunty gentleman's moustache back into style. But all anyone wants to bloody talk about is my propensity to skewer human beings on a pole and display them as a warning to our enemies. Honestly, whom amongst us hasn't been guilty of the odd impalement from time to time? It's not a psychosexual thing, I swear. I have such a reputation now, it's a real pain in the neck. I mean, it really sucks. What about Emperor Rudolf II? He started the Thirty Years' War. Queen Ranavalona I? She managed to kill 10,000 people building a fucking road! And what about the Ottomans? They killed tens of millions of people over 600 years. I'm just impaling people to keep them out. They're the ones that taught me how to do it for fuck's sake. Why am I the impaler? They should be called the Impaler Empire, and I should be called Vlad the Totally Justified in doing what he did. Or Vlad, the guy who had to make difficult decisions for his people. Or Vlad, the generally chill guy, unless you press his buttons. <laughs> Why am I the bad guy? It's the 15th century. We're all killing each other in various gross ways. Is it really that bad that I'm doing it by putting a big spike up their butthole? Uh, yeah, now, now, now that I say it like that, I can see why it might seem a touch heavy-handed. Nevertheless, can you recommend me a nice PR strategy to turn this around? All the best. Loves, hugs and kisses, Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> I like the loves, hugs and kisses at yeah, the end. because he's actually just a really nice guy. <laughs> he's sweet, isn't he? Yeah. So, Vlad the Impaler, right? wow. I don't know anything about him. Do you... So, wow. Yeah? That was... Did you enjoy the letter that Vlad wrote in that? Yeah, I did. Berbatov. Berbatov enjoyed it too. He is walking about seeing me out. Yeah, um, so what did you make of that? And what do you think we can do to help old Vladdy boy? I mean... (laughs) Are you okay? Impalement's a hard one. Are you having a moment? Well, although it wasn't necessarily the buttholes. Sometimes the vagina, or otherwise through the tummy and out the back. (laughs) I did some research also. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, but did you know there's different levels to when they were going up the inserting it anally? No. So basically, sometimes... Trigger warning, impalement. Yeah, so sometimes they would put the the spiky end through Mm -hmm. and it would like pierce all your organs. Ah, but sometimes they use... Hold on. I know. And then sometimes they would just grease up the, the, the rounded end. Oh my God. And what it would do is it would slowly, like, not pierce your organs. So it would slowly work its way through your body. Mm-hmm. Like, as the weight of your body, like, pushed yourself, pushed, like, gravity pushed you down. And it would, like, just slowly work its way up all the way. So you could, like, be up there for days. I mean, honestly, is could could you fucking imagine? No. I mean, I have... I have 
So we're, we should be grateful to be alive now. Distant eh? point of reference mm. to that. I could never in a million years imagine what that would feel like because the worst thing that's ever happened to me is like I put myself on a bus. <laughs> when you were little, don't yeah, be like that, that was happened. Last, like... last week. <laughs> it was last week, guys. The poo on a bus. It's weird that you're saying that. You always seemed quite shameful of your of your your. I'm a small little, little Dave's little Dave's pooing on the bus. Story. A very smart and beautiful girl once told me that I have to bring things in the light to take their power away from them. And you can't hurt me anymore, poo, because I said you on the podcast. <laughs> oh, bear oh, bear Rose, did you poo yourself as well? You actually did poo yourself the other day, and it's he weird did. for you because you never do that. Oh and God, I had to show him. Yes, and it was so weird. Tell, tell everyone about Berbatov shitting himself. Yeah, he like fully shot himself. And it but, was how, just... but where was it? Yeah, so this was the weirdest part. It was on his back, like at the base of his tail. How did the poo get there? I don't know. I feel like that's the hardest place for a cat to shit on itself. Back legs, cool, makes sense. Like down the belly, okay, that makes sense. You could have walked in it. But how did it get, like, to the base of his back? Whereas to the tail is protecting the back from the butthole. Yeah, I don't know. And it's weird for him because he never does that. Like, you know, we actually have another cat who is, like, a big hairy monster and he just gets shit stuck to him all the time because he is just doesn't understand how to poo properly and, like, doesn't understand that he's meant to dig in the litter and just, like, rubs... <laughs> Are we talking about cat shit because we're uncomfortable on the topic of impalements? No, I'm not un- I'm not uncomfortable at all about impalement. Okay, what do you think it would feel like? I mean... Well, I couldn't even imagine. But isn't it just interesting how many, like, horrifying ways people thought to, like, kill each other? Yes. But, I mean, I guess the problem is, I do think Vlad has a slight PR problem. Mm-hmm. Although... You know, not great. I think they say. Hear us out. I think they say at the moment. Well, you don't. You. I don't think you're convinced yet. I'm... I think you. I think they say. I think at the highest end, Vlad is probably responsible for about a hundred thousand deaths. I read eighty, but I'm willing to accept a hundred. Are you arguing with my factual knowledge? No, I'm saying I read eighty, but I'm willing to accept a hundred. I actually think it's quite gracious of me. <sighs> anyway. So, yeah, I, I that's actually not that many. I mean, it is a lot. Of I'm people. not justifying any murder here. I guess I'm just what I'm meaning is objectively, considering the time, considering that that part of the world had like a fighting war, like a it was basically to be a ruler of that in that part of the world. You gotta get some blood in your hands. No, you had to be a fighting leader. And I'm stumbling over that part of the world and everyone's probably at home like, oh, Transylvania, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and the weird thing is, is I actually can't really pronounce where the place is. Is it Wallachia? Or what? Wallachia, yeah. I think it's... Uh, Hyperbols. I think it's... I'm not... I'm not sure yet. Wallachia, Wallachia. I don't know how it's pronounced. It's basically around Hungary. Um... Yeah, so there was this weird place that he rolled over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I don't know. What do you think about him? Do so, you think he's one of the most evil men of all, of all time? No, not at all. And I think he's even, like, top 100. So basically, for people that don't know about Vlad and his impalement, he and his, obviously, associations with Dracula, which should we cover first? Should we cover the impalements? Let's... Yes. So the impalements basically... The Ottoman Empire was trying to move its way into Europe, mm-hmm. um, and that is sort of the border to mm-hmm. the to Europe. Um, 
And in order to kind of defend Wallachia, Wallachia. <laughs> um, Vlad came up with this idea that basically he had a tiny army in comparison to the Ottomans were, were huge and powerful. So basically his idea was if we stick all those people, if we impale lots of people... And leave them, like, chilling there. For yeah, a and so at. they say there was about... Like 20, a fence, basically. Like a forest, actually, that's what it was called. Like a forest. Oh, a forest. Yeah, and so they say it was about 20,000 people. And I mm. think they were actually f- impaled through the stomach. Right. Through the torso, so it was quickly done. But I guess a lot of... And, and so basically, the room, the story goes that the Ottoman Empire, like, turn up to that border see the forest of impaled people and are like... Yeah, fuck this, I'm out. Pe- no, that, that's, that, this is enough, this is just, enough territory is just, for us. Which is justified. This um, is enough territory, this is fine. Justified. So basically, yeah. I, but, I mean, a lot of that's just been really just arms and, and legs added onto it. Like, that he would sit and in front of all the impaled people, he would, like, die, he would eat, he would, like, have a table out there and he would eat and stuff. And, mm. and, and all of that just seems... Exaggerated. Oh yeah, that's right. He used to dip his his bread in blood. In blood again. Mm-hmm. All of that seems exaggerated. You know, like it'll be like, oh, this story was written by a monk who was like prisoner for him for like, for like a year. So like he come mm. gets escapes and then writes the story. You're like, like, how valid are those claims? Is, is it is it not one of those things as well where like a lot of uh, Western academics would kind of carry the. Well, the so story in, forward, and it's in a way, it's uh, what would academically be known as like romanticizing the savage. Completely, well, I'm calling him a savage. That's what they call it when they have this kind of notion of like the other. Well, and you have what you have to understand is see the war against the Ottoman Empire, and hence the reason for the impalements and stuff yes. was actually sanctioned by the Pope. That's right. The Pope was quite impressed, wasn't he? Well, no. So the Pope basically was like, "Hey, lad, you need to like sort out the Ottomans." Here. Now there is a rumor yeah. about the impalement, also. Yeah. So Vlad's basically there's like a loads of back and forward through Vlad's dad and Vlad from like making treaties with the surrounding areas like mm-hmm. Hungary and stuff, and making treaties with the Ottoman. Yeah. And basically, they said it went back and forward, and at one point the dad made this treaty with the Ottoman, and to kind of secure that. Vlad and his brother were taken hostage Much. by the Ottomans. Yep. And they lived with them for a long time. Now, there is some one historian that said that the obsession with impalement was because when he was captured with the Ottomans, he was like constantly sodomized. Oh. Which hence led to his obsession with impalement. To be honest, again, it's something that's a colourful aspect of history we'll never know is true or false. I think that's um, similar to... I think that the line a lot of the places have been in the Ottoman Empire is kind of singled out as being quite into young boys mm. in that way. But, you know, it's one of those things where actually historically, if you if you look at not just the sort of standardised the mainstream dialogue, you'll find that, you know, everyone was doing that because everyone was awful. Yeah, like samurising young boys. Yeah, no, totally. It's like uh, it's like the film. Uh, what was that film? Three hundred. Remember 300. the three hundred? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's obviously about like Persians. Know, yeah, the Persians like expelling the the Ottoman Empire. Uh huh. And like they every they were both fucking doing it mm-hmm. because they're both awful. But then people have you know do you know that the three hundred's been kind of uh, co opted by Nazis. 
Not Nazis. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, people sort of like Islamophobic kind of identitarians have like really co-opted 300 as this like... But didn't the Ottomans in 300 look amazing though? They had like oh, they cool piercings cool fuck, yeah. and like bejeweled so, things. I mean, all I'm saying is everyone was, you know, buggering little boys and the Ottomans looked way cooler while doing it and they also won. So... There's also a story of like Ottoman people coming to Vlad to like Talk, discuss just like a messenger right? and Vlad got annoyed because he wouldn't take his turban off his head mm-hmm. and the guy tried to explain like this is their culture, like they don't take that off so Vlad was like okay cool and nailed it to his head I mean that is a really shitty thing to I, do. Do you know frankly. what right? Do you know We've what? all got a little bit annoyed about someone who wouldn't take their shoes off on the new carpet or whatever right, but, but I think nailing a turban to a head is a bit rude Do you know what's so funny about that? Imagine being that, like obviously it's not just shitty it's like horrifyingly violent. Yeah. But just imagine being that much of a just a mm-hmm. petty dick. Yeah. Like what is? I mean, even that energy just spent doing that. Like mm-hmm. why? Not that I'm implying he did it himself, but like might have done. Maybe, maybe. I mean, and obviously the thing with Vlad is like his association with Dracula. Yes. So. Uh, uh, uh. I liked. Did you like how he was count- accounting the letter? Yeah. That was him that wrote that. He must have thought it was funny. Yeah. I didn't write the letter. Just I FYI. Did. I did. <laughs> yeah, you were the count. Yep. Um. Yeah. So obviously, there's that whole thing that I mean, basically, someone, someone. Um. <laughs> sorry, I just my brain stopped working there. Yeah. So basically, he was just the real life inspiration. Mm-hmm. But that's not to mean that he drunk blood or did anything like that. Yeah. And the name basically comes from his dad was Vlad the Second Dracul. Did you put a bit of an accent on the Vlad at the start there? I like that. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, atmospheric. Put <laughs> some spooky music in about here. I thought you were going to do an accent. Uh, not for the whole letter. That's racist. Mm-hmm. I mean, doing an impression of the Count, I think, is okay. Okay. Because well, the Count's not real. I don't think anyone has the cartoon vampire accent. If they do, I'm really sorry. I will do better. Mm. But I don't think anyone does. So I, I don't think anyone has that. Yeah, I think that's a fake. Yeah, no one's like boycotted Sesame Street yet. <laughs> so hopefully that means I haven't just done a massive faux pas. So originally Dracul meant dragon. Um, although later it came to mean the devil. And that is all to do with the order of the dragon. That sounds cool. Sounds like I want to be part of that. Well, it's... No, you probably don't. Is it fascists? It's a Christian group. Yes, then. And they only have one purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's to basically stop the Ottoman domination. Yeah, Crusades, basically, right? It's, it's all just kind of Crusades uh, stuff, is it? Not, no, not really. It's not really the Crusades. But, um, no, basically, they're just like, we hate the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So, yeah, he basically, that's how Vlad became known as that. So, Dracula was meant son of the dragon, son okay. of the devil. Any other good Vlad facts you want to crack out just um, now? I don't know. Did he live in a Transylvanian castle? Could he fly like a bat? Was he allergic to sunlight and garlic? No. Did he only die when he was given a wooden stake through his heart? No. He actually died really pathetically. Like, see, years later, he ended up having, like, a treaty with the ruler of Hungary, and they were meant to be fighting against the Ottoman Empire, but the guy from Hungary, like, spent all the money that the Pope gave for it. Cool. So then, to blame Vlad, he just, like, put him in prison. Like, hid him for 12 years. Oh. He just stayed like that. And oh. his brother was ruler, but the brother was like, he was cool with the Ottomans. Right. He'd became, I think he'd become a Muslim. And so, and so yeah, then Vlad just finally got out of prison. His brother got killed and the guy was like, probably better let him out of prison now. Got out of prison and just died on a battlefield. 
So it was really unceremonious, to be honest. It's kind of disappointing. It was a bit disappointing, to be honest. And that's the thing about someone that seems to be this huge, big, bad, evil character. Mm. I guess the problem is, if you're in any position of... And it's funny, because I'm actually talking about this in my new column. Mm-hmm. If you're in any position of importance throughout history, or even now... There's blood on your hands. Mm -hmm. So I think we need... And I'm not saying we shouldn't vilify people that have done evil deeds. Because obviously... Definitely. Killing... Okay, killing 100,000 people comparatively to millions that maybe the Ottomans may have killed isn't isn't as much. But killing anyone is is morally wrong and there's blood on your hands. It's hard to judge anyone from the Middle Ages because it was literally kill or be killed, right? Well, but not even just the Middle Ages. Just any time. I mean, if I judge someone from last week. That's true. But like... Basically, what I'm saying is, yeah, I think we need to view these people more within the context of, more realistically, mm-hmm. more objectively. Well, I think it, it can sound a little bit like we're kind of apologists for, you know, mass impalement, which we are not. No. Very, very anti-impalement. I nearly mm. said pro-impalement. There's nearly a bit of a Freudian slip. I think... Personally, the reason that Vlad the Impaler and a lot of other people are very interesting is because they have taken up this place as the big bads of history. Mm. Like Ivan the Terrible, Vlad the Impaler, all these awful people. Mm. And it is systematic racism. Ivan was really terrible, though. Ivan was terrible. Ivan was a piece of shit. However, however, what I would say is that when I was, uh, sorry, when Vlad was writing the letter, he would have probably looked into a lot of other people that existed who were equally bad or worse. And um, there are a lot of people that Vlad, not me, hadn't heard of um, that was like, holy shit, no, that person is an absolute fucking garbage person. I did some terrible shit. And like, here's the thing, right? So Vlad the Impaler killed 100,000 people in a really horrific way during war in order to defend his people. Winston Churchill killed between 2.2 and 3 million Bengalis by starving them for unnecessary grain and supplies during the Second World War. Now, Vlad the Impaler is called Vlad the Impaler and we've based vampires around him and he's this awful person because he was an other and the man in the... I guess you could... Probably not Global South because it is Eastern Europe now technically, but, you know, a third world person who, you know, had darker skin and did these terrible things, apparently. But then you get Winston Churchill, who's on our fucking banknotes and on our stamps, and people still, like, there's films being made about so, him. So, basically... And we bulldogs and insurance adverts around him. So, I'm actually talking about that exact thing in my new column that is that you have not read yet, because okay. it's not done yet. Okay. And that's the problem with history, and I think this is the point we're trying to make. See, when you watch or read anything historical... I think you need... Because there's this weird thing where you see history like that's fact mm-hmm. and this presented to you by fact. But we always have to... And specifically with the women, mm-hmm. the issue with, with, the, the, with the women have is that there's a patriarchal lens of history of terms of how these things are presented to us. Yeah. Women's achievements are pushed aside and men's are hi- highlighted. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the imbalance there. But similar to what you're talking about, yeah. there is this imbalance that we... Certain figures in history are seen as great individuals, like Winston Churchill, mm-hmm. whereas others are seen as monsters. Now, yeah. Vlad was a fucking monster. We talked about this the other day. If you kill people, mm-hmm. you're a fucking monster. Like, full stop, yep. he was a monster. Yep. But I guess my point is, we need to 
see more people's monsters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Basically. Like we, we as you know, uh, white British people have this amazing ability to rationalise the genocide that paved the way for our privilege, and to put all this concept of evil onto people who history books have guided into our path. You know, again, go back to what I was saying before. I don't think Vlad the Impaler was sitting in his forest of impaled people, you know, dipping his bread in their blood. That was probably something that was, like, either made up to scare off his enemies or something that, like, you know, a kind of, like, a romanticising white academic probably at some point wrote about him Mm. and then took that on it and the legend just grew from there. And we need to stop just taking for granted information that we're given about these people and attitudes we have about these people and actually start to do, you know, there's so much now information. We live in a very information-heavy time. Mm. Some of it can't be trusted. Some of it is Infowars. Some of it is saying that chemtrails are turning the frogs gay. You know, that's not actually happening. Don't don't listen to that part of it. The earth is definitely not flat because, like, like, on the subject of the earth being flat, just very quickly, right? If anyone is a flat earther, I just want to understand, and I'm not being facetious, I really genuinely want to understand, who is benefiting from perpetuating the myth that the Earth is round? Like, who is, like, making this round Earth money? Who is it that's out there making sure that no one believes it is flat? What are they protecting? What is it? I I need to know. Mm. I really need to know. Is it hidden reserves, natural resources? Because if so, I am open to some information from you. Please email me. But, going back to more of what I was saying before... Everyone is garbage and racist, and I hate everyone. Full stop. <laughs> I mean, I think Vlad, poor Vlad, we haven't given him any advice, though. Vlad, my advice is, spuddy, stop impaling people. Yeah, I think that you, you're, you're, any sort of redeemment ended the, the second you impaled the first person. Yeah, a little bit. Like, no one's going to look kindly on that. What do you think the worst way to die in that way is? Like, impalement? That's probably up there. It's got to be up there. His father... His father yes. and his oldest brother were buried alive. Oh shit! By the, I'm not sure if it was the Ottoman or the, was Hungarians. the goddamn Transylvanian Saxons again. No, I mean one thing Vlad did is he did really kind of go hard on the the aristocrats. Ooh, yeah. tell me more about this Vlad the Impaler. He also he at one point he was pretty desperate, like he like scorched earth was this kind of a solution. So yes. I think impalement was the final solution. Right. That he was like, okay, I need to do something extreme here. Right. Whereas I think at first he like poisoned all the his towns. Damn. So like the Ottomans couldn't like drink any of the water or oh, have cool. any food. Thanks, lad. Yeah. Good job, so buddy. again, yeah, scorched earth type situation where like, yeah, okay, that probably was pretty inconvenient to them, but what are you gonna do once it's over? Like you've just destroyed all your towns and Here's another opinion I have on this. Hmm. We talked about this a little bit last week, and I think it's worth mentioning. I said when you're considering acts of quote unquote, I'm not gonna say quote unquote evil because Vladimir Pillar was an evil guy, but you're considering acts of evil and the scale of them. You have to approach it with a kind of intersectional perspective. Mm. You have to consider, you know, what were people forced into something. Now, I don't think there's really ever a justification for impalement, but if someone was forced into, you know a particular thing that they had to do to defend their kind of self-reliance or whatever. And I don't mean, I don't mean like, you know, I'm not talking about people being, going into, like, like the Belgians going out and taking the Congo because they wanted stuff from it. I mean something like a small South American country that's, like, defending itself from the CIA 
that's it's a very weird example, but you know what I mean by that. Like you have to look at nations that are trying to make the best of a bad situation and protect well, themselves. What I think you're saying is ultimately within the the way the world is structured and has been for a long time, like it's idealistic to say that wars and bloodshed aren't going to happen. Because they are. Because mm-hmm. you just need one person to start something and then it has to happen. Yeah. And ultimately, the our world, Britain, Europe, would be a very different place if the Ottoman Empire had swept through Europe. Yes. There'd be a lot of bloodshed. I guess some, and I know some historians do say, and uh, particularly in Romania and Bulgaria, mm-hmm. where they are big fans of Vlad, they see it as very much a necessary evil. Okay. Um... Well, he did. And again, that doesn't justify any of it. I guess my thing is I do feel a bit bad for him in the way that like, he's literally known as one of the most evil people of all time, when in fact there is far more evil people that, that we don't talk about. Winston Churchill. I, will, I actually specifically use Winston Churchill as my example. Oh, did you? Yeah, I used Alexander the Great. Also, yep. And guess who else? One of your guess. Oh, one guess. Um, right. You could guess multiple times. Hint, it's hint. similar in name to a person that you love. Paul Pot. Yeah. Because Paul Potts is the greatest thing that's ever happened in British reality TV. I love him with all my heart. And I just wish him nothing but best for the world. He's the cutest and most sweet man and the most amazing talent. I love you, Paul Potts. God bless. Yeah. Love Paul Potts. Yeah. Paul Pot, on the other hand, not good. Not, he's definitely one of the most evil people of all time. He's a very bad man. Yeah, I was either going to go with him or... I can't remember now. But you know what I mean? Vlad is still the one everyone knows about. Yeah. And to be honest, I think probably the legacy of being Dracula is kind of cool. You should kind of be happy about that. Yeah, I guess, you know, in terms of PR, you do a lot of negative PR from Western academics. But on the other hand, you do get to be a vampire, which is actually pretty cool. If he just didn't impale, if he just picked something else, people wouldn't care as much. Yeah, Vlad the Imprisoner. Well, yeah, or just like just even Vlad the sl- the sl- slasher, no, don't, don't the kill Night him. Stalker, Vlad the Rehabilitator. No, because he's gonna have to kill people. Like back in then, what are you gonna do? Where, where, how are you gonna put everyone in prison? Vlad the, the Restorative Justice Bringer. <laughs> I like him. Vlad the Minimum Security Prison Guard. All pretty catchy names. Yeah, they are I really like catchy. Them. Where would he honestly? Do you know how long it took him to build build his bloody castle? Were you gonna build a prison? Maybe. Make a nice one with some Xboxes and get like a counsellor in to talk to people. <laughs> Any final thoughts for uh, for the Vlad man? Yeah, you're just impaling people, buddy. That was just a big, yeah, sorry, big mistake. Yeah, you've, you've made your bed. You fucked it. it. You fucked it. The, definitely people are racist about you, but I still don't have any sympathy because you put big wooden spikes in people's butts. So, uh, sorry Vlad, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> we good? Yeah. Anything else you want to say about No. Big, big Vladdy boy. Nope. Vladimir. Is, nope. that, is that what Vlad's short for? I don't even know. Okay. Next problem? Yes. Listener problem. Yay. You ready? Yes. Okay, so uh, this is quite long and I have not edited, so... Okay. Let's see how this goes. <clears throat> Hello, guys. Hope you are both well. Thank you. I have a few issues. I'm 27 and suffer with very bad anxieties and always have. Sometimes this leaves me not being able to leave the house. I struggle with social situations and find whenever I meet friends, I often find that I rely on alcohol to get through. 
Going back into the past a little, when I was very young, from the age of eight, I remember being absolutely crippled with anxieties. I had very few friends and struggled to keep them when I did. I would feel guilty leaving people. If I'd been to someone's house, I'd feel so bad for leaving them, I'd often cry myself to sleep with worry and panic. I used always to think other people don't act like this. Do other people feel things as much as I do? I kept myself invisible during school to avoid as much social interaction as possible. I couldn't get the grasp of the meaning of true friendship, but I knew I had a group that stuck by me, even though I never spent time with them outside of school. This was until I went up to year 11. I came out as bisexual, decided I'd dress how I wanted and not what made me the most invisible, and I had all this new attention with very little understanding of how to act appropriately. My family and friends were all supportive and accepting, however I had a girlfriend, and we would often flaunt our relationship, which upset a lot of my family. This was my first relationship. She was a self-harmer and would cheat on me most of the time, but I was in love. I wasn't really. Around the age 19 to 20, I slept around a lot. I felt like I was completely in control of my life at the time, but looking back now, it was all drug and alcohol fueled. I struggled with boundaries, which often left me sleeping with the wrong people. Now I do admit I have a very high sex drive and always had, almost to the point masturbation was scheduled into my daily routine. Because of the way I previously acted, a lot of people knew it. I'd been in a relationship now for six years and due to be married next year to the most gorgeous lady I've ever met inside and out. However, I often still have male quote-unquote friends catcall, message me, especially Snapchat, and often these men have their own partners. I will admit I am a flirt and always have been. Unfortunately, this isn't always taken in jest. Recently, when with a large group of friends, one of the men grabbed my hand and rubbed it on his cock. This I was not happy about and it's happened to me on a few occasions. I ignore it as I feel it's my fault for how I've acted in the past and often I am drunk anyway. I've had tongues rammed down my throat. My boobs are constantly felt. My partner is aware of this and does support me. These are often her friends and we'll both convince ourselves it's okay. Is it? Now I'm training as a therapist and help lots of people, but I just can't seem to help myself. And this is my favourite part of any letter we've ever had. Also, I'm vegan and that's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Favourite thing that's ever happened. Okay. Lot to unpack. Okay, that's a lot. Thank you for writing. Thank you for writing. That is very difficult. I will start off by saying... Oh, I've dropped my phone. No. Hang on. That's that's not what I want to start off by saying. I want to start off by saying something different. I will start off by saying... um, So my partner's aware of this and does support me. These are often her friends. We both convince ourselves it's okay. Is it? No! Okay, yes. No, it's not fucking okay. Those people are pieces of shit. No. Let's not get too angry, right? Okay. So don't tell me you went to get angry. Okay, but no, I mean in general, let's not like approach this with too much anger. Okay, don't tell me what to do. Go on then. <laughs> After you, I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't know. What. I no. I just. I think that it's difficult because they are friends and have been for quite a long time. Now they're not acting like friends. Hundred percent not. No, and. Uh, uh, Right, one part of me is like, those people are fucking pieces of garbage. And yeah. shit. But at the same time, right, I guess devil's advocate could yeah. say that sometimes people think behaviour is appropriate or mm. not even appropriate, acceptable. And it is... I guess this is something people don't say. Mm-hmm. In a way, right, you should never have to do this. But the real tea is, this is how the world is. So you 
have to be able to keep yourself safe to a certain extent. Yes. And if that includes making it clear to people that behaviour mm-hmm. is not acceptable to you, mm-hmm. then that is what you need to do. Absolutely. And I know if you're very anxious, it's a, it's a really difficult thing to do, but you have to be able to do that because, again, part of me wants to say those pieces, these those, those, yeah. those well, guys doing that. They, what they're doing is disgusting. Now, yeah. let, let me qualify. I'm not trying to just say, well, let's not get too hot here. It's just some boobs that's getting felt. That's not what I'm, where I'm coming from. No, no, from I know what you're saying. What I'm, what I'm... What, you know, I, I, can I, can I explain? Mike? Come back from, the way I see it is, see us saying, those people are fucking assholes. Like, fuck them, get them out of your life, but... They're fucking disrespectful cunts, all that. Right, technically that might be true, but sometimes life isn't as easy as that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes, like, and I think that's very... See, the way the modern dialogue around things sometimes is very black and white about Mm -hmm. stuff. And life is sometimes shades of grey, and sometimes you can't... For example, maybe maybe you don't want to lose these people in your life, but it's this one aspect of them that you don't like. Mm -hmm. And you would maybe try... You would rather try and resolve it than just cutting them out your life straight away. So I think that's why you were mean. Yeah, exactly. Basically, what I was saying is like, okay, so what they're doing is acting not like your friend. It's absolutely not okay what they're doing at any point. Consent is, you know, a very important thing. It's a very prevalent issue. I don't know how they're not getting the fucking memo about that in 2018. But consent can be retracted at any time. So it doesn't matter whether you've slept with them 10 times in the past they require consent to put themselves anywhere fucking near you. They have no right to your body and to do so in front of your partner I think is disgusting and also in a little bit of a way fetishising you too. Oh, wildly. So, the reason that I'm saying this is when you have someone who, you know, for better or worse is close to you and maybe you love and maybe has been with you through some difficult times and they are displaying a behaviour or exhibiting a behaviour that is toxic, negative, undesirable, any anything on this spectrum, you have a choice. You can you would be completely justified to completely excommunicate and, and strike, strike these people from your life. But you do have the option, and that's to use your emotional, to spend your emotional labour, and you are spending your emotional labour to try to help that person understand that why their behaviour is negative and hurts you mm-hmm. and, and, and is in, in, a, in a really big way is contributing to your anxiety and almost like a kind of like a, 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 a self-loathing almost. Like, I mean, well, how can I, you not this is know, the thing. you should well, know that, that that's not cool for well, someone to do that. that's what I was going to say. Don't yeah. say how could you not know because yeah. like she already said like part of her sort of perhaps guilt over her past mm. is making you feel like you somehow deserve this yeah. or... Like, because you maybe, like, you know, mm. slotted it about in the past. But it's nothing for you to feel guilty and about. And I'm only saying slotted it about because I, everyone's had a slutty time in their life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's there nothing to be ashamed of. And you know what? See, to be honest, I think you it's good for people to slot it out before they get in a relationship. Yeah. So all those wild oats. And mm-hmm. then once you meet the person you're meant to be with, you're content. Yeah, that's it. You're, you're kind of, you know, when you're younger age, you're kind of experimenting when you're finding out what you want from the world, what you want, like, spiritually, emotionally, sexually, professionally. And, you know, it's it's just like, people have fucking sex. Even if you're the fine. biggest whore in the world, not, and I'm not saying whore like an insult, like, 
even if th- that does never gives anyone consent to treat you in a way Absolutely that you not. don't want not to. Ever. But that's something that you need to like focus on in terms of how you view yourself. You Absolutely, know? yeah. When you like, you need to think about bringing that into the light. Mm-hmm. Get, don't carry that burden with you that you somehow deserve that because of anything that you've done in your past, mm-hmm. like at all. Um, it's a very awkward situation. Why the fuck would they think they could do that? Like that's what blows my mind. Like I just don't understand why you would think that's appropriate. Because I think- and honestly, see if someone uh, that's happened to me before. A guy's put my hand on his my, his dick. Oh really? Yeah, and yeah, I grabbed. I grabbed and I squeezed so fucking hard, <laughs> so fucking hard, <laughs> that he like cried and said that he thinks one of his balls had ruptured. Why did you? Why you even ever told this me this? This is so long ago. This was so 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 long ago. Okay. Um, when I was a kid. Right. I think like. And I was like, well, sorry about it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Probably, you know, I thought that's what you wanted. Yeah. I thought that's what you were looking for, for me to fucking wrench your testicles from your body. Yeah. I think, like, but this is really difficult because if it's someone that you care about in your life, and I'm sorry if you felt like I was trying to, like, quiet you down earlier. That wasn't the case at all. I was just trying to say, you know, this is some it's potentially someone that this person's very close to. I don't want to lead with, you know, you should push him off a cliff. Because even though I kind of feel like that a little bit, it's it's really upsetting and it makes us, I think, really angry to hear to to, to hear from someone who's actually blaming themselves for being sexually abused, for being taken advantage of. Now speaking as a man mm. speaking as a man, I it's I understand the systematic way in which men approach things and I think what these people if you're looking to you know if you want to keep them in your life and you want to help them get better so they don't hurt you anymore the the way to go about it is to try to dismantle this this way that they'll see the situation and men have an innate gift and I know it because I have the mechanisms for it to rationalize this is not like other situations. Mm. So they could be completely informed about consent. They can be a complete advocate for equality and women's rights. They can be, you know, all of the above. But if they think they've got a free pass, like it doesn't apply in this situation, they will take advantage and they will use their privilege 100% of the time. It's the way that a male brain is conditioned to do. And I think it's that's to see that every situation is bounty for them to reap. And I think that's something really important to focus on that... I think, I mean, I don't know if other women feel like that, but as a woman, mm-hmm. I find that thought process, like, alien. Yes. So alien. Like, and you're right, that from experience, I mm-hmm. can tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's because it's that weird thing where I guess you see men that do these things, inappropriate things sexually, or mm-hmm. even extreme things like rape. You Because I guess you have that perception, like, they're all pure big bads. But mm-hmm. in reality... You probably know someone that seemed nice. Yep. That like you know all these things were seemed normal and nice about them, mm-hmm. but this other side of them that is a fucking monster. Yeah. And it is that weird. It's all that similar vein mm-hmm. of men having this ability to sort of justify these mm-hmm. things as separate, mm-hmm. and it's not quite the same. Yeah. When in 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 the same way, him grabbing you like that is just like fucking old man grabbing your tit at a bus stop. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same violation of your body, your personal space. Yep. And you need to make them aware 
if you aren't willing to cut these people out of your life, mm-hmm. you need to make them aware that that is what is happening. Absolutely. And you, I think it was really important for them to understand that every time they've done it before, it hasn't been right. Yeah, because they might think that you liked you, it. Because or you, you... Th- you blame yourself for them doing that. And that's why you let that happen. You weren't happy about it. You didn't like it. But you let it happen because you blamed yourself for setting a precedent. It doesn't matter. If you walk into a room, if I walk into a room with f- completely bollock naked, with fuck me written above my ass with an arrow pointing at the crack, it does not give anyone the right to touch me. If you're in the middle of having sex with someone and you decide you don't want it anymore, they don't have the right to touch you. And I think part of it probably goes hand in hand, which was saying about social anxiety. Yeah. When you have, I mean, I, so I've talked a lot about my problems with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, some on the podcast. Yeah. And I don't have an issue with social anxiety. Um, so I don't really have that much sort of personal advice with anxiety but I have a lot of experience with general anxiety yeah. Yeah. and ultimately it makes every sort of this everything you have to deal with when anxiety is related mm-hmm. just so much harder because yeah. there's so much weight around it but ultimately I think part of it is you perhaps maybe worrying about socially with friends and mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it makes it quite hard for you to stick up for yourself Yeah, but know that like that won't help anything you're just sort of punishing yourself yeah you know, you mentioned you had an ex-girlfriend that, mm-hmm. that yeah, cut she, yourself. Yeah, yeah, cut herself. And... Ultimately, that's kind of what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're by, your, by you allowing people to treat you badly, mm. that's you hurting yourself. Yeah. And that is something that, 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 can be, that can go hand in hand with anxiety. Yeah. You can be so kind of riddled with it, you... you, you you allow certain negative behaviours to affect you badly. Totally. But, but you need to address part of that. Yes. You know, I'm right in thinking that she's getting married to a woman. She is. Right. So, I mean, I think a huge part of it is the fetishization of the fact that you're two women. Yeah. A lot of men have that, not even just men, a lot of people have that thing like gay couples aren't prop, like air quotes, proper couples. So, yeah. like... They're still free. The people are still yeah. free game or something. Yeah, which is also a weird thing for your close friends to think. Totally. Um. Because you know, if you were a straight couple, mm-hmm. I don't think that would happen. No, of course Do you? not. No, because I think I think a big part of it as well is you know people just like automatically associate straight couples or hetero cis couples with monogamy. Whereas Mm. as soon as you start to deviate from that mould, suddenly people have this idea of you, this is like sexually adventurous lush. Uh, uh, Do you know what I mean? Like again, it's it's a fetishisation of what uh, the idea of like a gay couple or a bi couple mm, or or whatever is. And in reality, at the end of the day, I think like it's a really difficult situation that you're in because these are people close to you. You're within your rights to tell them to get the fuck and never cross paths again if you choose not to that will it'll be difficult because look the onus is going to be on you right or wrong to educate them because they're not going to understand and they might not take this well because let's face it no one wants to be accused of something like that i mean look let's call a spade a spade if you were in sweden they these people you could you could have them charged with rape because sweden actually has you know something of a progressive law when it comes to identifying when consent is not given they, they, there are places, there are people listening to this now who are sitting probably going, that's rape, that's rape. And they're not wrong. 
It is, it is a, a best sexual assault. At worst, it is rape to be grabbing to, at you. To like grab that. your hand and put it on their dick. What? It's like a pathetic move. But I guess part of the reason that this prob- this person's having this problem is, I think, does go hand in hand with social anxiety, mm-hmm. which does make it like, please don't feel like we're belittling, like, this is just what you need to do and it's that easy. Because it's not easy at all. But no. I think the social anxiety make- gives it kind of a. Yeah an extra level of difficulty. Yeah. But know that, like, if people don't treat you well and don't treat you mm. right, then ultimately you don't feel pressured and forced to have those people in your life. No. You know? Like, love love and respect yourself more because we love and respect you. And that's the thing. Like, if it can be really hard to lose people... <laughs> And lose friends. And I've talked about that a little bit in the past. Like yes. losing really close long-term friends. And it can feel... It can be a very, very difficult thing. But ultimately, if a relationship or a person isn't serving you yeah. and has become negative in your life and is having detrimental effects on you, mm-hmm. then don't feel obliged to have them in your life. You don't owe them anything. Absolutely. You should need to look out for you. Look out for your wife-to-be. Did you say they were engaged? Mm-hmm. I'm like senile, I keep forgetting everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be something that you should be excited about, not yeah. having to worry and deal with all this other stuff. Absolutely not, you're totally right. Time to focus on you. Right. Focus on you. You're, you're, you're getting into therapy and you're helping other people. It's time that you really admit to yourself that you need to look after yourself more. Take the time to do it. Don't let that kind of toxic behaviour in your life and we're sorry that's happening to you no yes. that's a really shitty situation to be put in yeah, really like you shouldn't have it to be schooled schooling people about mm-hmm. what's appropriate or not to fucking touch yeah also if you want to follow up on this do feel free to curious cat or email us or, or whatever I hope our advice helps but yeah, it, yeah if you want to speak about it more get in touch yeah definitely because that might be this could be a bit of a journey for you and it could be also, times, you could you know? try the ball grabbing thing if you want yeah, to try that. Yeah, also. there is also the option of like you know putting cyanide in your titties and like crushing his balls with your. I mean, you'd hands. have to get cyanide though. That's really difficult. Hmm. The dark web exists. Get off that. I mean, I saw on the BBC it's really easy to get cyanide in the dark web. So who's an <laughs> idiot now? That's right, you. Shall we? Let's get a taser. Yes, taser. Yeah, just, just start tasing them. Yeah, pepper spray is probably more appropriate. But yeah, yeah, every time they do anything like this, pepper spray them in the fucking eye. Yeah, like a bad dog. Yes, you know. Yes, not that you pepper spray a dog. I just meant if a dog gets something, you do, you get in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I would never pepper spray a dog. <laughs> Please don't do that. Honestly, pepper spray Berbatov. Honestly, pepper spray a dog. Here's me talking about pepper spray a dog when I literally sobbed my eyes out. <laughs> that sad. For a full twenty minutes. There was a TV show, and there was a sad. It was a sad old little dog, and it was so old and little, and it really probably should have been put down because it just was so fucked. It couldn't walk. It was no quality. But the family loved it so much, and then the guy was crying, saying he yeah. really thinks he'll see her again. You know, like meaning in heaven, oh. and it was so fucking sad. And I was not even just like a little bit crying about this. I was like full, like full, full sobbing tears. Yeah, you were like pouring out. It was like a real, it was really dramatic. Well, it was so sad. I have an antidote for those tears. Okay, and that's this final problem. Are you yeah. ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> are you, seriously, are you ready? Yeah, I'm Fasten so ready. Fasten your seatbelt because I'm going to do a voice for this one. <sighs> okay. 
Me and my boyfriend have been together for four years, and our relationship is great. My boyfriend's always been a pretty skinny guy, although I enjoyed his body. I guess he was self-conscious about it, so around a year ago he started going to the gym. Since then he's become pretty into the whole lifestyle, meal planning, prep, workout, supplements, going to the gym five times a week etc. Over the last few months his results have really started to show and he's sort of become self-obsessed. He always checks himself out in the mirror, will often ask me to take updated photos of his body so he can compare his physique and has even got me to measure his arms so he can compare them to when he started. On top of that, he'll ask me to take videos of his form for certain exercises if I'm at the gym with him and it's empty. He's always making stupid comments when he looks in the mirror, like, Mmm, daddy looking thick. I get he's joking, but it seems to be going to his head. Every time we're out in public together, he seems to have some random girl hitting him now too, whether we're just blatantly staring at him, or even sometimes approaching him to compliment him on whatever they can think of, watch, tattoos, whatever. He almost abruptly shuts them down and makes a tongue-in-cheek comment later about how I've got competition, again, clearly joking, but it's comments like these that make him seem so full of himself. I just want to repeat that again. Mmm, daddy looking thick. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I'm fat and I look at myself in the mirror and say the same thing. Is that the end of the problem? That's it, yeah, just daddy looking thick. And my boyfriend's getting a bit of a big head in the gym. To be honest, it was just, I was really sold on daddy looking thick. Right, so my advice to you is it's, murder him. Yes, he needs like, Murder like, him. He push deserves him under it. The bus. And you know what? I don't even think you'll get, you'd get a really light sentence. You could just tell that exact story and say the daddy, like, probably show them the videos. Yeah. Mm. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Daddy looking thick. Yeah, show them the videos of him being like, no, you're not doing that right. I know. Get this pose. They would be like, yeah, fair enough. The jury would say, fair enough. You were right to kill him. Oh my God, I'm going to call the episode, mmm, Vladdy looking thick. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So Dave's favourite part is coming up with the pure pun, the pun title of the episodes. That is true. That is one of my favourite things about this podcast. Um, That's pretty much the only reason I do it. <laughs> that and reading problems like, mmm, daddy looking thick. Oh, so I know it may sound like we're saying this because we're bitter and because we're fat, but like, and I'm fine for people getting like super fit and healthy. Uh, yeah, like good that's for you. great. Yeah, like awesome. But, like, people that get so into it that that's all they talk about, I cannot deal with. You I, know why? And it's not because I'm jealous. Because, you know, I'm kind of gradually increasing my fitness. And I think over the next few years, I think I'll get more and more into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't. you doesn't mean you have to talk about it all the time. I know plenty of people that are super into it and do not talk about it no, constantly. they just do it on the slide like, because this they is want the to feel healthy or whatever, great, cool, whatever. They want that's to feel the strong, tea about they this. want to feel flexible. That chat yeah. is fucking boring. Have you seen, you know the meme that's got, that's from the anime and the gentleman is looking, yes. it's a, originally it's the gentleman is with the glasses, it's looking up at the butterfly and the original subtitle says, is this a bird? Because that's what he thought, it was a bird, even though it's a butterfly. And obviously that's been memed now. But one of my favourite ones that I've seen is the guy is men aged 18 to 25. Mm -hmm. Um, The butterfly is going to the gym. And the subtitle is, hey, is this a personality? 
<laughs> and that is like the single sorry, most t- accurate sorry, if anyone heard any rustling Berbatov is trying to sabotage the motherfucking <laughs> podcast again he, he has it. been in so many times today it's like the fifth time we've had to chase him he away he found a new way he found a new way he was approaching from the rear and he, <laughs> he just, took the rear he just do you know what it is sometimes so I've got like a bag of clothes that I'm like do I want to like get rid of these do I want to put them in stores like what do I want to do with these so mm. I have too much and I put it in like a big bag and Berbatov just keeps just, sleeping on it. Oh, for fuck's sake, I hate but it But now he so was climbing on it. I feel like people are going to think we have some sort of cat, probably some sort of problem with the cat. I love the cat. I mean, he really I just mean, sleeps him. all, he sleeps the whole day until you're doing the podcast and then all of a sudden he's yeah, up. Like, look, just, I, he just I, really I, wants to be on the podcast. I love Berbatov. He is just one of the worst people I've ever met in my entire life. Worse than, worse than... Mmm, daddy looking thick. I mean, honestly, how could you not just smash him over I'm the face? I, I'm imagining him, right? I'm imagining him. He's got, he's got grey sweatpants on. He's got like a tribal tattoo. He's had covered up with a mandala, mm. right? And he's got a rose tattoo in the back of his hand. Yeah, right? like no other tattoos. And yeah, and he's maybe got, even like, a, a neck tattoo with no yeah, other maybe. tattoos. He's got like a five o'clock shadow he's quite handsome he's got a bit of a tan he is in good shape I'll give him that but he's in the mirror and he's giving it the fucking full on like Hulk Hogan like 80s muscle poses and going mmm daddy looking thick and he talks a lot about like protein powders and like yeah. gains yeah totally so right, and, like, right on the gold gain train all that shit like ugh. did you know what do you know what to do right? go and look at who he's following on Instagram because if it is female fitness models just fucking bin him oh, right there oh true true get, wildly oh yeah no I'm just really into fitness that's why I'm looking at this girl's bum and leg yoga pants can I just time. say though what about the fact that like sometimes when you're in a relationship with someone people change yes. and that happens like see if you're with someone a long time mm. now they're together that long four years so it's not that long but like you could, that's a lot of, that happens to a lot of couples, you know, like you get together when you're a certain age and as you grow older, you change and you become interested in different stuff. That's pretty unfortunate. Huh, you you surprised me by taking this a very serious route there. I just wanted to say daddy looking thick in different ways. I'm trying well, to think of ways I can make puns on daddy looking thick. And well, just... that's kind of what happened though. Mm. I mean, to be honest, once, do you think once he's super into this, do you think he'll be like that forever? Or is it just a phase? I, do you know what I genuinely think? Should she think? stick with him until after the gym phase? I think he was self-conscious before and he's proud of his body now. He's going to cheat on you. Because now he thinks he's, he could, yeah. he's, because maybe he thought he was again, like a six before and now he thinks he's a nine. Insight into so the like, mind of a man. Mm. He 100% had already decided, unless, you know, unless he's, no, no, do you know what? No, in all circumstances, he already decided, I am a little skinny boy. I'm not that good looking, right? But then he's starting, he's like, oh, actually, hang on, I'm a fucking hunk. I'm a real catch. And then he'll start being like, oh, you know, she's she's mean to me. She doesn't even make me protein shakes when I've been to the gym. And, oh, and she put always... me on Reddit and told everyone that I say, mm, daddy oh, looking and thick. and I don't feel like she takes it seriously when I ask her to film my pose videos or whatever. Yeah, oh, and she, her angles are really off. And I just, you know, and I saw this girl in yoga pants the other day and she had a nice bum and then she was looking at me, hee, oh, and then she's going to cheat on you, he's going to leave you because he thinks he's better than you now. That is Fuck true. See, in all honesty, see in terms of the guys that wouldn't cheat, they're very rare in yep. that situation. So, yeah, we'll go with the odds and say that you will. Occam's razor. Yeah, completely. He's, she's completely. already cheated on you. Um, I mean, honestly, the daddy, I can't even say it. I bet he looks good in those grey sweatpants, the way. Craig loves when people have that. Mm. Old dick swinging. Daddy looking thick. I think it's the, like, the weirdest way he's ever said it. I don't know, that's a really weird, like... That's a really weird thing for him to say. 
There's a little bit. It's not like a really common straight guy thing to say. That's... Maybe that's why he's at the gym all the time. No. Could be. You never know. But I mean, who's... I don't care. Straight or gay, you've no right to say daddy looking thick when you're looking in the mirror. No, no one has the right to say that. No, no one. Maybe in maybe that is the dialogue of his fake new girlfriend that he wants. Yeah. Like he wants his new girlfriend to speak to him like that. Yeah. That's what he's hinting at. Oh, I think that's what it is. Think yeah, because like that's surely... Old daddy surely, dom thing. Well, surely... Well, well I'm I mean, sorry for kink shaming you, sir. Well, surely... Berbatov's on a tirade outside yeah, because he's, like, things not, over on the house he's not on, he's on the, not podcast. the podcast. Yeah, I think maybe, yeah, that's like his, his dialogue to be like, that's what he wants his new girlfriend to say. Maybe he's pissed because she doesn't call him a daddy. Yeah, maybe. Because now he's daddy. Hmm. When he is looking thick. But he, like, puts on, like, Zane's album and, like, works out loads yeah, and, like, totally. looks at himself in the mirror. No, no, he puts on Pony and does, like, a, the fucking, uh, what's the film with the strippers? Magic Mike. He does, like, Magic Mike poses in the mirror when she's not there, bro. Brum, brum, brum. If you can see me, I'm just slowly moving my hand down my large belly towards my crotch. And Lisa is fucking sliding off her seat, let me tell you. She's never been more aroused. She's what she's thinking to herself. Mmm, daddy looking thick. That is true. That's what you're thinking. Stick around the middle. Yeah, oh, hey, 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 hey. I have feelings too, you know. I have feelings too. He's fucking fully fat shaming me on the podcast. This is meant to be a safe space where we can all come and talk about things together and get advice. And you're just straight up on here calling me a fat slob with your words. Well done, Lisa. Didn't think I could feel any worse about myself till you said that. Thick around the middle. I'll remember that. I remember that when you're sleeping. I'm going to fucking do things to you. I'm going to fucking put chilli peppers up your nose I can't think of anything to do because you've upset me so much (laughs) I was thinking do you know what would be funny one time on the podcast for us to do a live problem of ours yes that's a good idea I like that honestly call in if you'd like to see me and Dave have a live fight Uh, I mean (laughs) we would try hopefully to keep it civil I thought you were going to fight me earlier when you were like don't tell me to be quiet and I was like whoa yeah I, to be honest I, sometimes I just you know like I pick a hill to die on and, I, and then I was like <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I've picked this hill to die uh, on it, it it does not matter to me it no. didn't matter to me at all <laughs> no. do you have any final thoughts for the daddy looking thick girlfriend I mean honestly see if, it, I embrace walked, it. see if I walked in a room and you were doing that I would pick up the largest object and just beat you to death with it what if she was to just start coming into the room and be like mmm mummy looking yummy would that how how would that work? <laughs> would that balance it out? Do you think? No, am you I onto something here? No, I bet that? he would hate that. Yeah, maybe he would know how fucking gross and weird it was then. Yeah, I'd imagine he's probably doing it a really macho way. Like I'm, I'm going like, mm, Daddy looking thick, but he's probably just like, mm, Daddy looking thick. Like do you that. think? Yeah, probably. Is that make it ra- better? No, that I think it's kind of racist. But I think he's putting on like a black guy voice for it. Like, he's being racist. No, I mean that sounds. You should leave him. He's way. a racist. I mean, honestly, oh my god, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, you can just work out, and that can be your thing. And you know what? See if you feel better about yourself. Like, that's fucking great. Yeah, awesome. But you don't need to be such a dick about it. Totally. Oh, god. Right. So, in conclusion... Yeah, she should get a new boyfriend. Right? Get like, a it's new only boyfriend. been four years, so that's not enough time. 
if you put in more time, then stick with it. But you know, four years, it may seem like a long time, but you know what, in the right? span of a lifetime, it is not enough. Check who he's following on Instagram. If it is just fitness girls, he's already cheated on. That I'm was sorry a really. To say that. that was, to be honest, I'm kind of shocked that that's really good advice. I am actually very insightful. I'll have you know about the the ways in which the men do horrible things. I have solved several interpersonal issues that my colleagues at work were having. They are normies. They will never listen to this because I'll never let them know it exists. So it's okay for me to say that I did that. Yeah. Dawson's here. Do you want to be in the podcast? He doesn't care so much for it. Only one cat has fame hungry. I know. I feel like Bear with Torsten's the one that gets a shout out. Torsten mm-hmm. never gets a shout out. Even though he's, you know, such a cute, fluffy boy. Torsten, adopt black cats, everyone. They are the best. Right, should we wrap this up? Yes. Okay. Uh, anything else to say before we go? No. Send us problems. Please send us problems. We love you all. Please review us on Apple Podcasts. Or thank you for everyone you... that's left a review. That yes, was really thank you awesome. for actually doing it. Sorry we begged you, but please do it more anyway. Um, thanks for doing that. People, uh, someone made, actually, do you know what? Fucking shout out. Someone actually made an Apple Podcast account just to leave a review. How cool was that? That's so cool. It said in the review, and also shout out to Rich's mum. Oh my god, Rich's mum. Rich's mum. You may remember Rich, who was on our show around episode 9 and 10 or so-ish, vaguely around there. Got his mum listening, and she enjoys the podcast, and we swear, and I feel bad because we're teaching her not. How do you know that was her? I, just trust me, I know. Okay. So yeah, I love her. I love Rich's mum. Hi, Rich's mum. Hi. I emailed her. She emailed us at one point. I emailed her back to ask if she was taking adoptions. She did not respond, so I will use the. I assume she just didn't read that part. So I'm going to say it again. Are you looking for some more children? Because we are open for new parenting options, right? Yes. Yes. So, anything else to to go over apart from that? That's it. Okay. Should we do the thing? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Mmm.